0: Hi, this is Dina from Health for Life. Welcome to my podcast. This podcast is about health tips to help you improve your health as well as to prevent some serious damages from happening. Um, this episode is about um, some information on what traditional Chinese medicine is about. Uh, I will cover a little bit of introduction, what uh, traditional Chinese medicine or TCM theories are and I will cover um, what, how do they explain each organ and how we can take care of each organ better according to the TCM theories I have been fascinated with tradi- traditional Chinese medicine for over 10 years now, living in Asia currently in Malaysia for over 25 years, um, you can't escape from, uh, you know, getting some traditional treatments uh, being offered. And traditional Chinese medicine um, was very fascinating to me because they look at the body as a whole. So there is this interconnection between different organs. And to me, this really makes a lot of sense. Instead of you know, individualizing each organ and only focusing on that organ, which is showing signs of trouble. In TCM, they always show the direct and indirect relationship between the organs. And in many cases, the symptoms your body is showing might not be related to that particular organ. The problem could have started due to another organ malfunctioning first. I will explain this in more detail later. So each organ is associated by one of the five elements, wood, fire, metal, and water. And another addition which TCM focuses on is the vital energy which is present in our bodies called Qi. Q. It's written with Qi. In Western uh, medicine and Western theories, we don't have this Qi. We don't mention it. We only focus on the blood circulation whereas in TCM they also focus on the Qi circulation which is the vital energy. I find that the traditional Chinese medicine theory of interconnecting between different organs makes a lot of sense um, because you know sometimes for example we might you know the organ that could start having the problems might not actually show any symptoms at the beginning. But as the situation gets more serious, another organ gets affected and shows symptoms. So this way we look at the body as a whole and we make sure that each organ is functioning well and is balanced well. So the body is an organic whole. All the components, parts are interconnected. They depend and restrict each other physiologically and influence each other pathologically. So the five organs act as the core functional organs and through the linking of the meridian system, a complex set of interrelationships is formed within the body. So every part of the body has specific relationship with the five organs and the five organs themselves are interrelated too. So let me go through the functions and symptoms of each organ according to the TCM. So these five main organs are liver, heart, spleen, lung, and kidneys. So under liver, we will also have gallbladder and liver is known as the wood element, which is connected to eye, tendons, and also emotion that's linked to liver is anger. Heart is linked to the small intestine, and it's a fire element uh, linked to tongue, blood vessels, and the emotion is joy. Spleen is connected to stomach and mouth and muscles. It's also an earth uh, element, and emotion that is related to it is overthinking. Then we have lung, which is related to large intestine. It is a metal element related to nose and skin and hair as well. And the element the emotion is grief. Kidney is also connected to urinary bladder, and it's a water element connected to ear and bones. And the emotion is fear. So as you can see in TCM, not only you have uh, organs and the chi, but you also, each organ is also connected to an emotion. So they can tell a lot about what damage you have in which organ, according to how you feel. So let's first focus on liver, which is also a wood element. According to TCM, the liver is the organ responsible for the smooth flow of emotions as well as qi and blood. It is the organ that is most affected by excess stress or emotions. So the liver's partner organ is the gallbladder. And when we have liver damage, we don't feel the pain until it is 70 to 80% damage because liver doesn't have any nerves, any nerve endings. So usually, if we do have a problem with our liver, it will not show until it's really, really on a later stage when we go for checkups. And sometimes even the blood tests don't show any abnormalities. So from the TCM perspective, in order to achieve strong liver function, two principles have to be operating. First, the liver cannot have a cold energy. This can come from a variety of sources such as improper diet, cold from the exterior that has penetrated within and an imbalance in one or more organs that can eventually create a cold condition in the body. And second, the liver energy has to flow and be flexible, a state that is natural to it. So it cannot be any blockages um, in the liver's energy. According to TCM, liver's function is coursing and draining of qi and blood, making sure that the blood and qi will flow smoothly. And the liver's function of spreading qi aids the spleen and stomach's digestive function and is important to ensure harmonious qi movements in the middle burner, which is the liver. So blood and liver function reciprocally affect each other. Where blood is deficient or hot, liver function can be affected. If liver function abnormally, it can affect the quality of blood. So as you can see, the difference here with the Western uh, belief is that liver is just a detoxifier, whereas in TCM, liver actually is much more than that. It helps us to move the blood around our body and the qi, And it also helps the spleen and the stomachs with digestion. So there's a lot more, um, uh, you know, liver has a lot more importance, I would say, than in the Western medicine. What are the signs of weak liver? First one we will focus on in the emotion. So problems with the liver cause depression, anxiety, and moodiness due to the chi stagnation. So people who get easily and very often irritated have liver issues. The second sign of weak liver is digestion issues such as hiccups, vomiting, bloated stomach, diarrhea, bowel sounds, any of that. And liver meridian, will, if it has an issue, will have signs such as irregular periods or menstrual cramps, swelling and pain in testicles, painful urination, And heartburn, red eyes and dizziness. There will also be a lot of water retention especially in the stomach area. You can also get blurred vision and floaters in the eye or very dry and sandy eyes. You can really notice this uh, next time if you sleep late or you don't get enough sleep uh, you will immediately notice that your eyes are drier, you are you have you know trouble um, seeing and your eyes start to hurt so this is a sign that the liver didn't really get to detox and do its job you can also get muscle cramps and in terms of food liver is associated with sour food so you might be craving a lot of sour things if your liver is damaged um, so as you can see it's quite Fascinating to see at all, all these things. And um, when we look at how do we improve liver condition, where there's many, many different ways, I will not really go into detail, but uh, green foods is something that helps. So eating green food like bitter god, grapes, broccoli, seaweed, green beans, or cucumber, also lots of garlic and ginger and lemon have uh, great benefits to the liver. Um, yeah. I think I will cover more into detail this on on another podcast. Let's move on to the heart. Heart is uh, connected to the fire element. And according to the Chinese medicine, it is the king of all organs. This means that all the other organs will sacrifice for the heart. In other words, they will always give their energy to help the heart maintain its balance. Also, if we are going under chronic stress or excessive emotion is experienced, the liver cannot offer proper support to the heart as well. So the heart will suffer. So because of these important relationships as described by the five element theory, if you want to really take care of your cardiovascular health, it's crucial to take care of your digestive organs, the liver and the stomach. What are the signs of the weak heart? Well, heart controls bodily fluids, so if you sweat excessively, it can signal weakened heart chi, especially if the sweating occurs around the heart area. Tongue is an indicator of heart condition as well. If there is insufficient blood in the heart, the tongue may appear very pale. If there is blood stagnation, the tongue will reflect this with a very dark purple color. Also, cracks or lines down the center of the tongue also indicate a potential heart-functioning issue. Food will also have a very bitter taste if you have any heart issues. So, if you find yourself also craving bitter, that could be also another underlying heart problem. In terms of your complexion, a deficient heart chi will show with a very white uh, complexion. And the stagnant heart blood will show a very bluish, purplish complexion. You will also get a very irregular and weak pulse, which is something that when you go and see a TCM practitioner, he will check first how is your pulse. You will also get very dull thinking or what we call, you know, when you're poor memory, unable to concentrate, or you have some insomnia as well. Um, Improving heart conditions with red foods, so stuff like strawberries, red dates, apples, watermelon, carrots and red rice is very good. Also practicing Tai Chi, slow flowing movements is very good for the heart. And acupuncture as well. You can reduce stress and lower the blood pressure um, with acupuncture. The third important organ that I want to cover is spleen, which is connected to the earth element. And spleen functions is basically to convert food and facilitate it to for your body to absorb nutrients as well as to as well as qi, blood and fluids. So, spleen is actually a very, very important organ in Chinese medicine and it's paired with the stomach and it's related to food and fluid assimilation in the body and basically transformation of these substances into usable nutrients. So, the spleen function in this context is very different from the way that the spleen organ is viewed in the Western medicine. Spleen Qi deficiency is associated with internal dampness weight gain, digestive issues, and the emotions related to the earth element, including very worrisome personality. So what I find very interesting is that TCM spleen is an organ very often mentioned. In TCM, the spleen organ is very often mentioned when it comes to different health issues and symptoms. Previously, I never really paid that much attention to my spleen. I didn't even realize it was responsible for controlling so much of our digestion. So the reason why so many of us have some sort of issue with our spleen is because we live in an information overloaded environment. We also eat in front of TV, we look at our phones all the time, we're constantly researching something on a computer and we are overloading our spleen. So all that information needs to be processed by the spleen as well. Spleen also hates dampness and its function can be impaired by damp forming foods such as cold foods or raw foods like salads and dairy and in turn an excessive phlegm can form in the body how does spleen affect the body well in terms of blood it manufactures the blood and it keeps it in the vessels in terms of nutrients it actually circulates nutrients around our body therefore the spleen is not functioning well the nutrients can't reach all our cells in the body it also keeps organs upright, so they don't droop and it manages our thoughts, helps us concentrate and also if you worry excessively it can really damage the spleen. Sign of uh, spleen weakness, eye bags, cracked lips, low platelets, very bad blood circulation, head spinning, weakness of the limbs, feeling cold, Uh, watery stools, sharp abdominal pain and craving sweet food. How to improve your spleen? Yellow food, pumpkin, corn, bee pollen, lentils, yams, carrots. Uh, It's good to avoid dairy and avoiding cold drinks. This is very very important for the spleen. And also changing a bit of lifestyle, you know, chewing food slowly, avoiding TV or internet while eating and also finding ways to deal with the emotion so through meditation yoga and etc now we move on to our lung the lungs major function include maintaining healthy immune defenses against pathogen pathogens as well as circulating qi and fluids throughout the body so the first way that the lung governs qi is by taking in air or what we call in TCM pure Qi and exhaling used impure or dirty Qi. This constant exchange in the cycles of breathing maintain the correct function of all body's physiological processes that need Qi. So weak lung Qi results in Qi being unable to push the blood to nourish various areas. So what are lungs in charge of? breathing of course and they're also in charge of Qi so we have different types of Qi within our bodies and lung distributes most of them. Um, I will not go into details in terms of which Qi we have. Uh, Lung also descends moving water or fluid downward to the whole body so a necessary fluid goes to the bladder and comes out as urine so lung also controls this according to the TCM and lung also controls skin and body hair so it harmonizes opening and closing of surface pores all the unwanted Qi will be expelled what are signs of weak lungs breathing difficulties stuffy chest nose blocks cough asthma feeling cold and feverish less urination lots of phlegm Blocked pores or either blocked pores or excessive sweating. Lung heat, so very dry nose and throat. Voice changes, loss of voice, throat swelling, sore throat and swallowing difficulty as well. And also craving spicy food and protein. How do we improve our lungs? Uh, With breathing exercises, they really help dry brushing to, which can improve and stimulate the skin in order to improve our immune system. And white foods such as mushroom cabbage, barley, uh, lotus root, sugarcane, onion, tofu and dairy should be avoided. And the last and the fifth element uh, organ in according to the traditional Chinese medicine, is kidney, which is known as the powerhouse of the body, supplying reserve energy to any organ lo- running low on cheap. Fluids reach the kidney after they have been absorbed by the stomach, raised upwards by the spleen, and sprinkled downwards by-, downwards by the lung. So at this point, they become differentiated into clear and turbid aspects by virtue of the transformative powers of kidney yang. So the kidneys have few functions one of them is to store the essence also known as yin a deep form of energy in our body some of it we are born with and other aspects we get from food and other activities so yin is largely responsible for our mental and physical development and forms the basis of our ability to reproduce second function is to control reproduction and hair growth third function is to regulate equilibrium of the fluid in the body so it discharges wastewater from your body and the storage and excursion process of water through the bladder is also intimately related to the general functioning of the kidney fourth function is that kidneys in charge of bones and generates marrow bone marrow fifth a function, although the process of breathing is governed by the lung, the containment of incoming qi within the lower burner is governed by the kidney qi. Only if kidney qi is plentiful and its grasping power sufficient can the qi passage passages of the lung be unobstructed and the breathing be harmonious. So you can see even the kidneys help the lungs perform better so you can see the interrelatedness there what are signs of weak kidneys um sore lower back and knees cold sensations in the body and its extremities Um, inhibited urination or frequent or profuse urination so this will cause a lot of water retention early morning diarrhea asthmatic panting upon slight physical exertion Impotence and premature ejaculation, infertility due to a cold uterus, weak and sore waist and legs, brittle bones and osteoporosis is also related to kidneys, weak teeth, forgetfulness, flushed cheeks or so very reddish cheeks, heaty chest, tightness in the chest, and craving salty food. How do we improve kidneys? We need to find time and ways to rest and regenerate. Kidneys suffer with a highly energetic lifestyle and working very hard. Also, if you stand a lot on your feet, this will really damage the kidneys. And we need a lot of water intake every day. And salt intake needs to be monitored, not too much and not too little black food is great for kidneys like black sesame fungus blueberries blackberries flaxseed pumpkin seed sunflower seeds black rice beans because beans are kidney shaped as well as seeds with potential for new life these foods have long been considered especially nourishing to the kidneys so as you can see it's a very different view of the organs and um, what I find interesting that many uh, Chinese people all over Asia really understand how these um, organs work, especially the older generations, and they really do follow. They eat this kind of food if they feel any, you know, weakness in the organs, and they really focus on their emotions as well. So I believe, um, you know, these theories can really help if we focus on and pay attention to our body. So the five elements show us how the structures and systems in our bodies are connected to each other and how we are connected to our environment as well and the natural world, how our world world is also part of the greater universe. So many people today have lost this deep connection to nature and no longer are able to feel this truth resonating in their being. So the universal principle of connection still exists nonetheless. We just have to put a little bit of focus on it and um, try to understand how it's all interconnected. So what I find important is that TCM physicians really look at the root cause of the problem. This is something that is not often practiced in the modern medicine. So once they connect the problem to the root cause, They not only suggest therapies for that problem, but will also anticipate how the rest of the organs might be affected. Also factors like weather, season, lifestyle, eating habits, mental state, body constitution, age, gender and career are usually taken into account when when you get a TCM diagnosis. So they help you provide a full evaluation and design the most appropriate treatment plan to the patient of course the treatments are usually all herbal based um, as well as you know they will suggest some changes in your diet and also lifestyle changes it's not uh you know chinese medicine does take time and you know before the herbs kick in and Uh, you really see the changes it does take time so you have to have a lot of patience for it as well so it's more of a holistic approach and it's a natural process of healing so it does always take time well i hope that uh, you found this topic interesting and if you do have any questions you can always contact me at uh, dina dina at health number four life dot blog and you can check out uh, my other podcasts that I've done and you can subscribe to my podcast and I hope to um, hear from you soon and do tune in to my next episode. Do take care and stay healthy. Bye.